In today's highly competitive mortgage industry, building profitable relationships with real estate agents is essential for success. However, finding effective ways to secure agent relationships can be a challenge. With so many mortgage loan originators vying for the attention of real estate agents, it can be difficult to stand out and establish meaningful connections. Our new case study featuring loan officer Chris Coghill is a must read. Chris has closed a remarkable 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals. And in this case study, he shares his proven strategies for building strong relationships with real estate agents and leveraging those relationships to drive more business. To get your hands on this resource, head over to locastudy.com and download your free copy of the case study today. You'll find actionable insights and practical tips that Chris used to close 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals and how you can too. Don't miss out. Go check it out right now. Visit locastudy.com and download your free copy today. Welcome to Mortgage Marketing Radio, brought to you by the Mortgage Marketing Institute, your number one source for truth in mortgage marketing. Hey, listeners, Jeff Zimfer, welcome to this episode of Mortgage Marketing Radio. Thanks for tuning in. Really appreciate you. Hope you are off to a great start in 2019 and you are executing on your business plan. You're following through and you're holding yourself accountable. That's the real key, right? And as well as you've got the right mindset for the new year and making things happen. You know, I heard a, um, a phrase the other day shared with me and that was, uh, you know, people are talking about this market shift and uh, all that kind of jazz. And I'm talking about it as well, because there is a market shift going on, but here's the thing. It's all about mindset, right? So write this down and put it up somewhere. The shift is a gift. Yeah. The shift is a gift. So how well you do in a given environment, in a given market is determined by your mindset and how you look at this market that we're in and entering and how this market continues to evolve. And so one thing I know, one thing you know, is that there are certain people, you can take them and put them in any situation, any environment, and they will succeed. Why? Because they have the mindset, because they've got the right mindset. So if this is, if you're concerned about this shift, perhaps change your perception of it, change your beliefs about it and start looking at uh, looking to it as a gift. So remember, the shift is a gift. All right. Speaking of a gift, how about giving yourself a gift, right? How about adjusting the mindset? How about learning um, some of the skills and 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 uh, strategies that you need to survive and thrive during the shift? What am I talking about? Well, I'm talking about our Mortgage Marketing Pro membership. If you haven't checked that out yet, you can do so at mortgagemarketing.pro. Look, if you're interested in getting more successful, more efficient, more productive, getting more agents to uh, notice you, respond to your message, agree to meet with you and develop relationships and send you referrals, 
check out the Mortgage Marketing Pro membership because we've got a system in there that's been proven to do this for hundreds of loan officers across the country. And it's built on the foundation of teaching agent classes, not your boring old lunch and learns, but actually compelling classes that get agents butts in seats and loans in your pipeline. And you don't need to be an expert on the topics you're presenting. We help you with all that. So we give you the done for you PowerPoints and speaker notes and handouts and the video tutorial teaching you how to give the class. We give you the custom flyers, right? Soup to nuts. You just take the keys, put it inside the car, turn the engine over and bam, you have got agents. You're in front of consistently getting relationships, meetings, and referrals. Don't believe me? Go read some of the testimonials at mortgagemarketing.pro and you'll see what else is included in there also. All right. So let's talk about my special guest on this session of Mortgage Marketing Radio, Catherine Peterson out of Steamboat Springs, Colorado, a tiny little town of, I believe, about only 12,000 people. There's 340 agents in town, and Catherine knows all of them. What's interesting is that, you know, it's funny, I talk about Catherine, she's a big fish in a little pond, uh, and she's very humble in kind of, you know, accepting that, but she is because her next closest competitor does 50% of the volume she does in her area. What was her volume in 2017? Uh, 50 million, 160 units. And her expectation is that she's going to grow in uh, 2019 as well. Uh, I don't have a 2018 volume yet, but she's going to close out uh, at, at more than that. But the point is this, is that she's got the right mindset. She looks to the shift as a gift and she's putting in the right strategies to succeed in the coming year. So we talk about on this episode, um, you know, a key foundations of her success, lo and behold, classes. Uh, she does a lot of classes for real estate agents, so you'll hear about how she does those an uh, average of once a month. Um, she also does pop buys consistently every single month. Uh, she does video. She's building out her brand. She, When you search uh, Steamboat Springs Mortgage in Google, she comes up in, in, in the first three, right? Uh, depending on the day you search it, when I searched it uh, during this recording, uh, she came up number two and number three, I believe, right? pretty cool, pretty strong. How does she do that? She does that because she's getting serious about content marketing, video and content she's sharing online. So I put a link in the show notes to her Facebook page. Uh, so you can see kind of the, the video content that she's, she's, uh, she's doing out there, but she's a veteran. She's been in the business 15 years and, and just really just a phenomenal, great person, awesome human being. She cares a lot about her clients and she's passionate about this business. So I wanted to have her on to kind of share best practices of what she's doing and how you can uh, take some ideas from that and learn more about it. So um, that is it. Let's get into this week's episode, shall we? My very special guest, Catherine Peterson. Hey, Catherine, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you today? I'm fantastic. It's Friday. Yay. Everyone loves a Friday, don't they? Friday. And as I was telling you before we hit record, I got my special coffee from Samba Latte here in Summerlin, Nevada. So if you live in the area, Check out the Sambalata, little plug. Um, let's go ahead. No, I just said cheers. Oh, cheers. Yes, cheers. Let's do a virtual cheers. I like that. Right. Ding. <laughs> That's a nice looking cup, by the way. That looks like one of those homemade cups. Yes, my sister made it. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. So for the listeners, tell us briefly, who's Catherine Peterson? Why? What is she all about? Why does she love doing loans? Great. Well, I am a mortgage banker in Steamboat Springs, Colorado, tiny little town, and uh, but great place to live or a resort town. And I have two girls, 13 and 10, which definitely keep me busy. And luckily my husband is a 
obviously a ton of help. So that's great. And I really love doing loans because we love to help people mm. capture their own little piece of Steamboat. I really love helping people really believe in education and making sure we spend enough time with our clients so that they, no matter what, they leave my office kind of in a better place than when they arrived, whether that be through education or just even their, their happy moods. So mm. that's what I really love. Um, awesome. making dreams come true. And so 15 years in the business, right? Yep. Yeah, goes fast. What goes fast? So your pat, I'm trying to you know clarify your pat because you know people in this industry for a long time. Some people can get jaded, burnt out, whatever. Um, what keeps you going though? Is it the connection with the borrower and the and you know the the feeling you get by helping them educate them? Yeah, it's it's definitely that's the biggest piece of it. I'm, occasionally, I'll cry at a closing, which sounds. <laughs> But you know people so well that you get so excited about it. And it's it's an emotional process. Wait a minute. You cry at a closing out of happiness? But also, yes. <laughs> yes. I have more than once, sadly. But it's it's good. Looking at my notes from the last conversation we had, just to keep me fresh and honest, people are always curious. Um, I know you're, you're, you know, I would say... Uh, you're on the list of top producers on the various organizations that rank those things. But uh, quick summary from 2017, volume slash units, what did that look like? Uh, roughly 50 million uh, for around 160 units. Okay. 50 million, 160 units. What's the population of where you live? About 12,000. 12,000. That's um, You're scooping a lot of business out of 12,000. Yeah, yeah, Pretty small we, uh, community. Yeah, it is a small community. We do have um, some second homeowners, but we primarily work with primary residence purchases, mm-hmm. and we're roughly eighty percent in our county. Which um, even the whole county has twenty thousand, and it's a big county. So, like square footage wise, how many uh, realtors roughly in you know your patch there? Roughly three hundred and forty or three twenty-five was the count yesterday. Wow. 325. Um, how many of those do you work with? <laughs> like 300 maybe. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, there's, there's obviously some that aren't active, but we, right. we I, there might be two or three. I don't know. In that but you way. know most of them, don't you? Yes. It's a small town. You see them at the grocery store. What's your biggest, I, I'm really curious then, um, your biggest competition or uh, in such a small area? My, I mean, because my perception is, is that, you know, other loan officers, whatever, that you're like running into each other out and about wherever you go? Is that the case? That is the case. Mm-hmm. Yes. I see them all the time. But, you know, there's goods and bads. We actually work pretty well as um, as a team. Mm-hmm. So if there's something I can't figure out, I'll occasionally call another LO and say, hey, really? yeah, it, it, like, is there something that you have that I don't? Or what, you know, can you help this person because I can't or whatever else happens. I don't like to do that, but certainly we've gotten that call as well. So friendly competition. Yeah, we were pretty friendly competition, but you have to be in a little town. So it, it so it's not like, it's not like New York city, you know, get the hell out of here. I ain't helping you. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh my gosh. I'm not tough enough to do that. I don't think. Right. Right. Okay. So, um, your main source of business. Past clients and real estate agents. Is, is it past clients above real estate agents? Uh, it's like 50-50? It, it's fairly even. Uh, there's, you know, a lot of times we'll, you know, we'll get the referral from multiple sources, but I would say that there's, it's pretty even okay. uh, past clients and, and, uh, and realtors. 
Um, well, let's, let's kind of find a couple of nuggets here. What, what would you say is, um, you know, your most successful or, uh, you know, source of business that, um, is the constant go-to for you for consistency? A few things first, uh, really staying in touch with our past clients. We just recently did a whole team retreat on how to just pour love into our clients as much as possible from, you know, basically them not even them starting to even look for a house to the time that they, you know, move out of steamboat or even beyond that. So it's just how do we pour as much love as possible into them? And that's worked for us over the years. Um, you know, we want to know everything about our clients and mm-hmm. that helps us serve them better. So we, we really try to pro- provide that service any way we can. So that's really the go-to that's, that's brought us businesses. People will call us for basically anything that they need and that really keeps them coming back. So we so, do a lot to stay in touch. You do a lot to stay in touch. All right. So we have to unpack that a little bit because I mean, on a, uh, that sounds really 30,000 foot level. That's, yeah. that's awesome. And of course people are like, well, what do you mean? Stay in touch. How do you know, CRM, do you, how do you touch points, direct mail, right? All, what does that look like? Yeah. So we have a whole, um, system that we do, but basically we're touching uh, base with them via phone, three months, six months, nine months, 12 months, um, beyond annual reviews. We do birthday calls. We do just random like this, this last, right before Thanksgiving, we called every client that we closed in the last year. Someone from my team actually picked up the phone and called or myself. And that was an awesome, awesome thing to do right before Thanksgiving. If you want to feel grateful, that's a good exercise. So just those little things like that we try to do. Um, I now carry around stuff in my purse. So when I see them at the grocery store, we've got just mm. little things of, hey, here, go buy yourself a cup of coffee. Really? Or, hey, here's some hand warmers because it's zero outside today. Um, so all of those things that we can do just to you know, kind of continue to pour that love in. And then um, obviously we do mail and all of that as well. But so You do do direct mail? Is um, that, yeah, to our clients. Is that postcards, newsletters? What is it? Both. We have postcards. We do, um, yeah, newsletters. But most of it, we try to make a little bit meaningful. So we do birthday mm-hmm. uh, postcard. We do, you know, every so often we'll do, hey, you know, it's time for this or time for that or how's this going. So mm-hmm. we have it all lined out in the CRM. So. How do you manage the um, the three, six, nine, twelve month outbound calls? Is is that? I assume you're like you know putting some type of a trigger on your calendar or something like that. Yeah, it's triggered out through our CRM, and then we do those through a um, basically like a slide dial. Oh, okay. All right, got it. And so it's it's a generic message, and then it's put out on slide dial slide broadcast. Yep. Okay. What what CRM do you use? I'm curious. Uh, we actually have a pr- proprietary system in our company that we use. So nice, very nice, top secret. <laughs> I like the name, but I don't think it mean anything. To yeah, it's just an in-house name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, okay. I'm looking at my notes and uh, you do CE classes. Is that correct? Yeah, I do. Okay. Yes. I've done those for a long time for real estate agents. Um, and I know that, that you're a big believer in this, which is yeah. great. Uh, so I was getting frustrated with the, the some of the crazy things I was seeing come through um, my desk as far as what was going on in the agent world when it involved lending. So we started doing uh, Mortgage 101. This was maybe 10 years ago, um, maybe 15. Mortgage 101, and then I did Mortgage 102, and 
added USDA and first-time homebuyer, FHA, VA. We now have a contracts and lending class, mm. which I've developed with a managing broker, which is kind of my favorite class because it's kind of overly geeky. And then what else do we have? Um, and uh, I mentioned FHA, VA. So, and I just created a rates class, um, mm. rates and rate strategies. So that'll be fun. We just submitted that, I think, yesterday for the new year. So I try to add a class a year, um, and I'll, I'll actually probably add two this year. How often do you do the classes? Roughly once a month. I'll, if I have a new class, I'll try to hit every real estate office I can in Steamboat and just go to their offices and provide a, it at lunch and you know do the CE there. And then we have a regular schedule of class just for anybody to come. Luckily, the board mm-hmm. does it at their office, which is awesome, and they advertise it for me. So it's I'm pretty lucky that way. So you're lucky that way. And the fact that you can actually get in a lot of these real estate brokerages to do a class. Yep. Yeah. Um, That's really great. Uh, Some people listening are like, man, that's, uh, that's awesome. Cause you know, there's a lot of closed offices out there, different parts of the country. Um, You mentioned the rates class. I'm kind of curious what your angle is on that. Cause I'm, I have a thought in my head, but how are you going to, has that put together yet? The rates class? Yeah, I, I uh, finished the outline this week. So we're going to go through historical, mm-hmm. what happened with the meltdown. Yep. Uh, now what's different as of October this year and also go through, you know, kind of how rates are determined, economic factors. We'll talk about lines of resistance, all that, things like that, but hopefully not get too technical geeky. Yeah. And then also go into some rate strategies like seller buy down, cost awaiting that kind of stuff that are some great tools out there. Leveraging the mortgage coach platform. Yep. 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 Shout out to Mr. Savage. Got to love that. That's right. Uh, I love that idea though, the rates class, because uh, talk about positioning you as an expert, you know, I mean, that's one of the best classes to do that, especially when you're educating them over the timeline and history of rates, lots yeah. of opportunities there. I, I had this thought of, I don't know if you ever run into this and, and maybe not, I think it depends on the company you work with, but you know, sometimes realtors are like, they have these comments or beliefs about rates, like maybe your rates are high or, you know, whatever the case is. Right. And this is your chance to kind of like, kind of shut that conversation down. <laughs> you know, Exactly. And explain it's on a market. It's not yeah. like, Oh, we changed the rate today. Right. Right. So yeah, no, I'm actually, it, it'll be really exciting because I think it is a little bit of a mystery and the, mm-hmm. the things I hear agents still say of, Oh my gosh, I heard that that rates are going up at the next Fed meeting. Yeah. Oh gosh, okay, let's let's have a discussion around that. So, it'll be good. I had brought it up a little bit in my mortgage 102 class, but now we really get to dive in, especially with the rising rates. Mm-hmm. Their clients are going to be asking about rates, so the more that we can tell them, mm. you know, the more tools we can give them to kind of fight that a little bit is going to be great because there's a whole generation of people that haven't seen rates over 5, which yeah. is crazy. So they're, they're all having a small heart attack right now. Yeah. I had some guys say that to me uh, the other day. Um, it's something about buying a home. And he's just like, well, you know, I don't know. Rates are kind of getting high. I'm like, what? <laughs> Shut up. You have no idea what ra- high rates are, man. You've been yeah. for so damn long. <laughs> so crazy. I think the, the stat I was looking at this week was since 1971 to now, the average is I think 8.65. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly what I said to him. Cause I, I follow, right. I get a lot of my info from the mortgage coach community and all that stuff too. So yeah, I mean, come on people, let's face it. A rate at 5% still awesome. Right. Um, 
Yeah, it's incredible. Um, love that though. I'm a, I'm just a big circle around that right here. Uh, the other thing I love about that is, and this is obvious to you, but just as a heads up to the listeners is, you know, positioning that class in a way that it's like, okay, guys, you've clearly demonstrated your expertise around interest rates. And if you have a question or like you do the seller buy down or the cost of waiting and all that stuff, and it's like, guys, you got a question about rates, call me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Get those questions all day. Well, because of all these CE classes, I get so many random question calls, which mm-hmm. is great because that's what we want. We want our yeah. agents to reach out to us every single time. Mm-hmm. And we'll even get calls of, hey, I got a settlement statement from somebody else. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, but at least then they're calling me as a gut check of they're not using you and it's so annoying and da 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 da. And then we have that opportunity to say, okay, next time when you see that come through, this is some things you can say to your client to, to make them use us instead. Awesome. Um, okay. So sometimes I'm just like, you know, uh, randomly thinking here real time, um, with the agents, the settlement statement made me think of this. Um, do you have agents who still do the like three card approach with you or try to? Yes. Yeah. How how do you deal with that? If at all, (laughs) what I tell them that that's a, always a tough question on the fly, but generally what I will say is a, if I'm referring you do you want me to give them three agents as well? That's one thing I do. <laughs> right the second, <laughs> yeah. The second thing is, is that, you know, we, you know, kind of stress that, Hey, would, how would you feel if they used the other agents or the other lenders on here and what differentiates us? So great. If you decide to send that, why don't you also send it with, this is, this is what I, you know, my favorite and why just a little bit of a background around it or please Google all three of these people and then make your decision because I'm going to win the Google war. So <laughs> or, or other strategies, if they are just adamant, we have a, a CE class that's taught by somebody up here and they, um, they are like basically tell them that they're going to lose their license if they don't do that. So I've got some agents that are pretty crazy. Uh, yeah. So try to get around that a little bit. But. And that is to me such a line of BS. I know. Going to lose your license if you just give one referral, please. Yes. And and really, the key is is it it's not going to impact you as long as I do my job and I, my reputation yeah. stands up. So it's it. I get it if you were if I was your one and then we didn't close. Yeah, was the deal. Yeah, yeah I mean, once you've proven yourself, mm-hmm. yeah, they can trust you. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so while it's top of mind, you mentioned you're going to win the Google War. I, I love that. <laughs> That's awesome. And I think I know what you mean by that, but for, for, mm-hmm. why, why do you feel so confident in saying that? Well, if uh, I try to make sure that whatever comes through on Steamboat Mortgage, if you Google that, or Catherine Peterson Mortgage, if you Google that, you're going to see a good reviews, good websites, um, Microsoft video, videos that we do, good Facebook. So we try to just really watch that. Um, you know, if, if you're not Googling yourself once a week, you that's that's problematic. Excellent so, point. Yeah. So we, we try to watch that pretty pretty tightly and make sure that we're gonna stand out above the rest in that. Yeah, no, I just Googled you, like I, like you said, uh, or Googled the, the phrase steamboat mortgage. And uh yeah, you are coming up uh number two in the Google yes, search. You know what's a bummer is the number one I created that website which one? It might change, but which one do you do? Uh, it's it's a bank. It's a bank. It's not USAA or no, no, that that, that one's not organic. 
Uh, you know, it's crazy about Google, as you know, it changes every day, but, um, but Hey, you're number two and number three. Okay. Oh, and that's pretty awesome. Okay, good. I'll take it then. No, that rocks. Yeah. Seriously. And you're probably in there even further. Um, so how do you do that? What are your strategies to show up in Google? Uh, certainly, you know, it's all the keyword it's other, you know, being in enough sources that it pulls you through it's, you know, Posting enough, staying relevant, um, all of those things I think are posting. Where you have a, a blog or something? Or I uh, know, well, but but we've got um, we now have a YouTube channel. Oh, um, cool. but, but we do Facebook. We do. Um, I've got an Instagram. I've you know we we've got all of that website stuff. So. All right, we're see we're live without a net. We're flying real time here. I love this. Uh, so YouTube, you just started a YouTube channel, but you've been doing videos for quite a while, haven't you? Yes. Yes. Um, what made you decide to, you know, jump on, um, YouTube? You, um, but no, <laughs> well, so, so we started doing a whole series of, uh, Facebook videos. I wanted some content that was more real and relevant than just kind of the standard boring posts. So we did these little snippets of videos and have been posting those on Facebook. So that gives us some good YouTube content to get that out. So the key is, is now trying to get that. YouTube channel out there. But at the same time, the Facebook videos are definitely getting a lot more hits than anything else that we post. So Steve-O specific always does the best. And then um, those videos are definitely great. Steamboat specific does the best. So meaning if it's rel- if it's like about Steamboat itself and living in Steamboat? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um, the videos you're doing, are they uh, only on your business page, personal as well? What are you doing there? I, I typically will show them to my personal page also. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have some separation of the two, but I still try to share them personally so that I get the hits on both. I don't share them every time. I try to be a little bit careful because they'll Facebook algorithms will start to not show those if you do it too much. So to be a little bit careful. But I the secret code, oh my gosh. I wish we, you know, the secret code of Facebook. Oh. Like, oh, when do they show what? Yeah, I know, right? That's a constant thing. Um, Okay, so the videos you're doing, and by the way, I'll put links to your Facebook page and all that stuff in the show notes for those who want to go look at it. But your videos videos are what I would call professional videos, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, they're not not the handheld mobile phone, which is there's nothing wrong with that. But uh, for your educational videos, it looks like they are kind of that more professional, right, setup. Yeah, but they're they're all just ad lib. I didn't want to. Well, because you know your topic so well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. It's all the stuff I talk about all day anyway. Yeah. So they're all uh, they're all ad lib. I didn't want them to be like so edited, but yeah. I also wanted them to look good. Oh yeah, and they do look good. Um, I mean, it's it's a combination of like you've got the animation right with the question on, it, and then it cuts to you being on the camera, right? Which is good, and you've got some nice views on some of these. Um, Looks like your two most popular so far are what affects your mortgage rate and are you ready to buy? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Um, who's the market at where you're at? Uh, first time home buyer? Well, you said, uh, what you got? You said renters or something like that or uh, second home buyers, right? Yeah. Yeah. We have some second home buyers. We've got a lot of uh, just locals who are looking to buy. So that's, that is first time home buyers. That was really my focus when I got into this market because no one was helping for some home buyers in Steamboat. So we really dove into that first. And then, um, but we've got a, a pretty wide mix. We'll do stuff that's super rural. That's, um, yeah. USDA, like you said. 
Um, what's the average price of a home there? Roughly five fifty. Wow. All right. So it's high. Yep. Yeah. Right. We have a lot. We're fifty percent cash, which is brutal in this town. You got a lot of rich people uh, buying homes there. <laughs> right. That's right. Yes. Lots of people that, unfortunately, um, I, I wish they needed me more. But it's it. Those are my comps, though. So it's all good. Right. Uh, are you close to a ski resort? Yes, I can see it from my window right now. Which one? Steamboat. Oh, oh duh, steamboat. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Fine. Awesome. That's great. Are you a skier? I'm I'm a skier, but it's it's not that pretty. I'm a lot better at doing loans than I am skiing. <laughs> my husband's trying to every year he's like, You need to take lessons. Yeah. But I can get down the hill, but my kids are better than me by far. Oh, well, of course, right? They're more nimble and their bones don't break as easily. Right. Exactly. I'm, they don't I'm have not- that fear thing going on. Oh yeah. I'm that 50 year old, 53 year old snowboarder going very just cautiously down the hill. You know, I'm in no rush. I always tell the kids, you guys go ahead, go without me. I'm good. (laughs) I'll catch up. Don't hang by. All right. Um, back to business here. Um, I want to unpack a little bit my notes from like how you generate your business. Um, I wrote down also Popeye's offices. So you're doing Popeye's. Yeah, right now we've got those uh, those little hand warmers that we're doing, but we certainly like to just swing in every so often, say hi, and mm-hmm. hopefully have something with us. Now, is it you out and about, your team? Who is it? Most of the time, it is me. Um, mm-hmm. I'm really the face of the business, and uh, so I like it to be me 95% of the time. If there's an event I can't attend or something like that, I'll send someone from my team, but normally it is me. And how consistently do you do, do, you do those? Uh, it depends on the season. Obviously, when we're crazy, it happens a little bit less consistently, as we all know. But yeah. uh, we try to get out at least every month. Okay, so once a month, and you kind of now. This may sound like you know I'm like overkilling on the details, but you know I really want the listeners to really understand this. How do you plan those out? Meaning, uh, obviously, seasonality is one. October, it's pretty obvious, right? What you, you do Halloween theme stuff. But how far in advance are you planning that out? Buying your stuff and all that. Well, we generally do it almost a year at a time. So we'll plan you map it, map it out for a whole year on a calendar. Smart, smart. Yeah. Um, Cause I also, we don't really have a lot of great stores, so <laughs> you have to plan around trips to other places sometimes. Right. So. Oriental trading is, a uh, you know, that company, it's a great yeah. resource. <laughs> yes, <we're> best friends. <laughs> All those little tchotchkes. Um, Oriental trading people, for those of you listening. Um, Mm. Okay. So we got agents, you're doing CE classes. Um, do you do any non CE classes? You mean like, uh, just classes for buyers, let's say. Yeah. So we, we've done, uh, both classes for first time home buyer with just ourselves and also partnering with an agent. So we've done both of those. Um, yeah. So that is, that's Uh, awesome. uh, uh, So. Small community, how many uh, average attendance of your agents to your CE classes? It depends on the class. So we'll have the biggest one we probably have is maybe 20, 25. Mm-hmm. And, you know, occasionally I'll have three. Yeah, right. So it can be varied just depending. Actually, once I had one and then we like bailed and went to breakfast. It was actually an awesome. That's awesome. Class. Yeah. Love that. And then we got one-on-one time. So what, you know, I can't complain about that either. What percent, I'm trying to understand, because the way I look at classes, as you probably know, is, you know, top of the funnel, right? So uh, as for me, marketing and prospecting to, to agents, you know, I don't do the cold call thing, been there, done that, it's just not fun. So I'd rather like do that, the reverse prospecting and track people in. 
of those classes that you do, it's a tough question to answer, I know, but roughly, I don't know whether it's like you can tell me like a uh, uh, number of agents or percentage, like how many, uh, what weight would you give to that activity f- to converting agents to referral partners? Like how, how critical is it? I'd say it's, it's key. And, and the reason is, is because two things. So one, a new agent comes on, right? Well, what happens is managing brokers are now saying, oh, you should take Catherine's 101 class. Uh-huh. So then even before we even know they exist, they show up at a class sometimes, even before they get their license. Mm -hmm. So then I know, oh, great, there's this new agent and you can kind of get an idea. You know, you have this feeling if they're going to be or not. You know, it's not always 100%, but sometimes I'll really click with someone Mm -hmm. and I know, okay, I need to put this person on my radar and get them in the funnel of, you know, marketing to them and having a coffee or Mm. kind of getting them into the fold of marketing. So it's huge. We've gotten some awesome, awesome agents out of classes. And it's, it's great too, because you think we just have the new ones, but there's times when there'll be an agent who's been around for 15 years, 20 years, who shows up at a class because they need that CE or they're just curious on what's going on in lending. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I've been trying to get this agent to sit down with me and now here they are. So this is my chance. So it does give you an hour of time with them. Even if it's in a group, you can still make an impression on them. So it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a whole different impression uh, when you are at the front of the room teaching the class. There's a lot that goes into the influence factor, the branding and all that kind of stuff, the perception. You are not seen as the average loan officer when you're doing no. it. Yeah. Are, are there LOs doing that in town as well? Classes? No. One has tried and it didn't. They, I, I no, they, Well, they did it directly to um, buyers, but they did it just here in the last month, which is not the best time for a personal home buyer class season. Mm-hmm wise but um but that's that's really been it there's uh there's a couple title companies that have brought in people you know like uh 1031 class things like that but that's really it so i've been pretty lucky in that arena that no one's stepped on my toes but i've also put the fear in them (laughs) i I hope so now now maybe i should go work in new york right Uh, yeah exactly (laughs) um so you are a you know with all due respect i hope you get where i'm saying this is you're a big fish in a little pond I don't know if I would say that. Maybe I'm a little modest, but at the same time, <laughs> we want to be. We want to be the only person that they think of every single time. I appreciate your modesty, but you're a big fish in a little pond. You're the only loan officer in your town doing classes, right? Your brand. I, I would venture to guess your brand awareness is greater. And I'm. I don't know, but I'm just guessing your brand awareness is greater than almost any other LO in town. Yeah, I, yeah. I would say that's, yes. All right. Yeah. Hey, it's not bragging if it's true. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. I should write that down somewhere. <laughs> no, I mean, that's awesome. Uh, that's the real key, isn't it? Uh, as an LO with the noise, I mean, you know, you're in, a, you're in a smaller town, so you've got perhaps less noise, but you still have noise. Um, yes. You still have, hey, why should I work with you? All that. Um, but you've you've built your a mousetrap, a better mousetrap, if you will. Yes. You know? That, that is correct. Yeah. How difficult is it in your, so you're submitting your CE approval to the state of Colorado. Yes. How, yep. how, how difficult is that? Here, it's, it's actually not that bad. We have to, um, I did, you do have to do a resume with speaking experience. Mm. So that took me a little bit of time just to kind of work on when I did my first one a long time ago. But I think they were desperate for CEs <laughs> back then. So I don't know if that's the case anymore, but 
but um, so that's, but overall it's, it's getting in the outline. It needs to make sense and sound logical. And really that's, it, it's not brain science. So out, you submit an outline, you don't submit the PowerPoint? No. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, have you ever gotten them to like ask you to change this or that? No, when uh, they changed the rules about, um, I used to have a class on credit and they, um, they don't allow that anymore because they changed how they view credit classes, but that was fine. We had a replacement class we were working on in the meantime. So, but that's been the only thing that's ever, you know, changed or they've never really asked me to change anything in the outline ever, but I also read the guidelines thoroughly. So that does help too, but that does help. Yeah. But no, it's, it's actually hasn't, uh, okay. All right. Doing it. I'm going to go back to, to, to giving you some props here. Cause I wrote down from my notes. If, if I understand what my notes say, this was a while ago, uh, your, your next competitor does 50% of the volume you do. That's correct. All right. Come on. You're a big fish in a little pot. <laughs> and okay. I, I mean, you're trying to be humble, but you know, that's a compliment, right? Yeah. Yeah. I know that's okay. a compliment. All yeah. right. All right. Yeah. I mean, what, what really changed my business a lot is when I, because for a long time I operated just solely and I wasn't part of any, I, I did mortgage coach, um, all that kind of stuff. That was kind of, I was you know, on the old, old, old program and all that with Dave, but um, yes, yeah. yeah, the, the really cool one that you could manipulate, but that was like, <laughs> a really long time ago. All right. All right. So go ahead. Go. I'm sorry. I was going to interrupt you. Sorry. I have to do this. So I had mortgage coach back when you had to download it. Yeah. Like, yeah. With the disc. Yeah. 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 Oh my God. The disc. Yeah. Exactly. And by, and by manipulate, I don't mean it in a bad way. I mean, no. like you could do really cool, like craziness yeah. that, that now they like have built in to make it more like, Oh, know, it's easy. awesome. It's awesome. But yeah, you yeah. and I were pioneers, man. <laughs> I was, I was back there in my countrywide office downloading that sucker, you know? <laughs> yep. Oh, 100%. Yeah, no, I was, I was early. So, uh, but I was really the standalone office and standalone person. I still really am. So finally, I got I kind of hooked into a whole bunch of communities, did a whole bunch of LO roundtables, yeah. you know, sales mastery, all that. That really, I could bring different strategies into our market because I think when when you are so isolated in such a little town, it's so yeah. key to you. And so that's been really, really great for me. Is you know, figuring out how to put together a team and all that stuff because I, you know, it's it's hard to do that when you're, you know, just by yourself. So. Yeah. It's uh, it's been a really 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 good thing for me to change my circle of influence. So, but that's a great point. Is that you have to expose yourself to other ideas and and communities and all that exists on Facebook now as well. So get out there and learn from other people. Um, you mentioned your team real quick. What, tell us about your team. Uh, what does that look like? Yeah, so there's uh, five of us total, and uh, I've got someone that helps me on the prequel side. We have some really complicated prequels in this town, as you can imagine, with self-employed, seasonal, all that fun stuff. I get super excited when I have a W-2 employee who's on salary. Like, what? You're not even on commission? So, um, so that's, it's great to have that extra help up front, help with follow-up a little bit as well. And then once we start the loan, we've got a loan coordinator. Um, I have a processor slash a junior loan processor in our office that submits and does VOEs and all that fun stuff. And then we've got um, lovely Judy who does really everything, but she kind of steps in in all parts and also helps me with marketing. So she's a little bit of everything, but that's what we love her for. So yeah, that's our awesome so team. You are the, you're the sole originator. Yes. Yes. We do have three licensed. Sure. We're licensed. All, everyone's online, but yeah, but I'm the sole originator. Yeah. Then what do you spend most of your time doing? 
making phone calls, going to offices, all of that stuff, meeting with clients. So anything we can do face-to-face, voice-to-voice is really where I try to spend most of my time. Planning, that's certainly a part of it. Planning, yeah, strategic vision, all that stuff. Um, at what point, uh, just a quick rollback on your career, when did you get your first assistant to help you with the processing and all that stuff to, to free you up to continue that? Uh, it was a while ago. It was uh, it was maybe like two years in, so it had been a while ago. Um, now, definitely, that's that's changed throughout the years. I think what really helped is when I offloaded the loan process onto somebody because that is not where I function best. Yeah. So that's been huge. I'm really good at problem solving. So obviously, if something really goes wrong, I'm I'm in. But the day to day, like, oh, you're missing page seven of seven, right? right? That's yeah on those bank statements. Yeah. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I know. And hey, one thing I want to bring up too, just that I think might be helpful for other people in little towns is. Yeah. What's really served me probably the best in a small town is um, ethics and accountability and really following through so I can't mess up and I can't mess up once. And if you do, it just... Everybody knows. Everybody knows. So you've got to be who you are 100% of the time and that's it. You can't be that inauthentic person ever. And so Mm -hmm. it adds a lot of pressure, but it's also really awesome because you get reputation is so big in a little town. So that's something that I think is just really good in any community, but especially in a small town that will set you apart above all else. So just something to kind of think about in your own businesses. But I think it's, it's just a thing. It's something we don't think about enough. I think. No, that's good. Those are kind of the intangibles, I think, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Because that's a personal responsibility. So, and that's a really good point now that I think of it because, um, I know from talking to lots of loan officers, both, you know, in my role at movement and like externally is that one of the constant things I see that keeps an LO from going to that next level is they don't treat it, uh, seriously. They don't treat it as a profession. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. And and really understand that, that incredible responsibility you've been given to, it's not just a, and you know this, so I'm preaching to the choir, but for the listeners, um, it's not about like, hey, what the loan program per se. That's part of it, but it's really about um, the impact you're going to make in that person's life. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's one well, of those few products we have the, the that and selling them real estate. It's like, what else has that big of an impact of a of a purchase they make? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, we, are, we are so lucky, and they trust us with this crazy information, like yeah, social and why they were late on this thing, and what yeah. happened to them when that happened, or what you know. So we we get some crazy stuff. And especially in a small town, we, we know everybody and everything about everybody. So we really have to take that seriously. Yeah, that's what's right. You're very influential in a small town when you know that much about everybody, you know, and <laughs> so, hey, the grocery store. Hey, <laughs> hey, did you know? <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. No, no, no. We, we probably have more secrets than most. Attorneys. Yeah. Uh, all right. So in respect to your time, I know you're busy. Let's close out with um, 2019. Uh, I'm sure you've already kind of begun the business planning process, looking out at the new year. Any things you're doing differently, more of, less of for the new year? It's it's just all about that personal touch. So for us, we're tracking a little bit more of our clients' personal interests and really trying to hone in on those, You know, sending more handwritten cards and making more phone calls and just really touching them a little bit differently. That's really what's going to set everybody apart is things really continue to go more and more digital. Mm-hmm. So we just want to be 
hey, we're, we're your hometown lender and we are here you know, constantly and we know what's going on in your life and we care about you. So those are just kind of the key things that we're trying to market really almost individually. And I think that that'll help us stay connected to our clients a little bit more uh, and a little deeper. Okay. I love that. Yep. Yep. It's all about personal connection. That is the differentiator, especially in a, in a tech first world. Um, yeah. We've got to still keep that human connection. Um, wh- what about you in terms of your business? You know, um, are you looking at the market in terms of planning your, your, your production and volume? Are you, is, is, is that impacting what you're planning to do to, to fund? Are you kind of, you know, do you want to do more next year? What are you doing there? I want to do more. I'm, I'm going to ignore what everybody else is saying and just work on what I can do and what I can control. So I'm still planning to have a better year next year than this year. And this year was better, will be better than last year. So if I can just keep growing and, and I've got a really great team in place. We had a lot of changes this year with, we moved our office and did a bunch of stuff. So we're really positioned well to keep growing. Yeah. I love that. And that's a hallmark of a, a highly productive, highly successful person is the mindset, right? Because to your point, you basically said you're going to control what you're going to, you can control, which yeah. is what you do every single day of uh, yeah. all that noise and the mar- the sky is falling and all that kind of stuff. Here's, here's a phrase somebody shared with me the other day. It might've been Tom Ferry. He basically, you know, the phrase is the shift is a gift. <laughs> so this yeah. market shift that everybody's talking about people with the right mindset, like you, like other people listening, that's a gift. And that's an opportunity. It's like uh, when when there's blood in the streets, that's the time to double down and invest. And and the last downturn was phenomenal for business. I mean, that sounds crazy, but we had so many LOs in town and I I think we lost like two a month for a while. So it was, which was great. So it it really does weed out the the good and the bad. And it also sets experts apart because if we know what we're doing, that'll that'll show a little more because- The tide is out. We see who's yeah. swimming naked. Right, right. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's not a bad thing. It's it's a good thing. Awesome. All right. Now, for those listening who want to connect with you, uh, where should they go? Is it Facebook? Yeah, Facebook. I've got a business page there. Um, like we were talking about, you can always Google me. That's so right. Yeah, I'll put a link in the show notes to your Facebook page, but it is Catherine Peterson, um, Fidelity Mortgage. So thank you so much for being here. We appreciate you yeah. sharing. And uh, as always, um, let's stay in touch. Absolutely. All right, listeners uh, as well. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you. If you like this episode or others, let us know by uh, leaving us a little love on the interwebs with a review if you don't mind. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you on the next one. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Marketing Radio. Want more truth in mortgage marketing? Get more free training and resources at mortgagemarketinginstitute.com. Hey guys, what's up real quick. Uh, you've heard about the mortgage marketing pro membership before. And I just want to quickly remind you if that you're in a place in your business where you simply need more purchase loans, you need to fill your pipeline with purchase business. Let's just face it. Agents are still a solid pillar of business and sources of purchase business for you. Well, good news. Our mortgage marketing pro membership helps loan officers like you close more loans without the hassle of chasing agents or cold calling. Done for you agent classes, expert training videos, a marketing automation platform that automates the entire process for you, everything you need to build your personal brand in your local market, attract and convert agents into referral partners. 
plus done for you proven marketing materials and plug and play content to make promoting your class, getting agents, butts and seats, partnering with affiliates real easy. But that's not all. You'll also get access to our weekly mastermind calls with top LOs, authors, speakers, and coaches to learn the best strategies to grow your business right now in today's market. And as an extra bonus for a limited time, for all new members, you'll get access to a database of 200 agents in your local market that have closed anywhere to, from eight to 50 transactions in the last 12 months. And we'll provide that list upload into our platform for you so you can get off to a fast start in reaching actually productive agents. So what are you waiting for? You can check out more at mortgagemarketing.pro, see more of the success stories there. And if you feel compelled to do so, book a call. We'll have a chat. We'll see if it's a fit. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your mortgage business to the next level right now. Head over to mortgagemarketing.pro.